0: Thank you for listening to the program from the book of James chapter 4 verse 5. Do you think that the scripture says in vain the spirit that dwells in us lusteth to envy but he gives more grace wherefore he says God resist." The proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. This is... Uh, a verse, the very first verse I read, do you think the Scripture says in vain that the Spirit that dwells in us lusteth to envy? And that's out of the King James, um, I don't know, I'm not acquainted with the newer or any other translation, it's just the only one I've ever used, not just because it it was. And um, there there. I don't know, 40 years ago, I don't recall there was very many actual uh, translations, but this here is still lusteth is, um, I've heard uh, conversation among theologians, so-called, I guess, uh, about what this verse means, and there was uh, a difference in the way that, well, that's the human spirit that lives in us, dwells in us, lust to envy, the war of the flesh and the spirit. And the other view is that it's the Holy Spirit, and here, the notes I have in In the, they would look at it, the translators, as the Holy Spirit. And I agree with that because the very next word, uh, not even verse, I mean, there again, it's the idea of the, do you think the scripture says in vain, the Spirit that dwells in us and that that alone right there is he's look at what he's talking about just right before that the wisdom from above envy strife and all that is earthly but the wisdom from uh, uh, or, or of the earth is is earthly but the wisdom from above is pure peaceful full of mercy and without partiality um, and without hypocrisy but he's saying here to them where does all this uh, come, fighting and stuff come from? Even from your lust, you lust and have not. See, you you want something real bad. What and what it was is the preeminence, the the pride that's got to be part of it. Is to where you're right and they're wrong, and they accept that, and everything's fine, and you can love them, love you, and and not have to forgive those that don't or what, but. His love is is uh, what it always comes down to. But here he's saying to them, you lust and don't have... You kill, desire... You uh, fight in war and ask why you don't receive it because you pray in the same way you do all this other and that's from a selfish viewpoint even if we are not aware of it. That That's true. But then we become what was... I remember the last time uh the adulterers and adulteresses that's that's a hard thing to accept and realize to be friends with the world which is the human nature that we all have is going back to when you'd say well you're not married to yourself yeah but when you compare it i remember real well because i wasn't saved until i was uh, almost 30 and so the idea of, uh, I didn't know God. I knew there was a God, but I didn't know God or Christ or, or any, all religion and stuff. I just, it all was something I just didn't know, have an answer to the idea of what would happen to me when I died, no matter what I thought. I went to the occult practices to, and that was even worse. But to find out that it's it's just a whole thing that he did to me when he that day when he come into my heart and made me know who he was then i had a new heart and and i was in love with him and married to him not myself because before that i remember that you have nothing else as a lost person and anyone listening or most would know exactly what i mean you you and when the Light. I mean, I saw the light. That that phrase is, and realized and knew who he was, and he showed himself. To, I mean, in my heart, that truth. It, it certainly wasn't of me. I'd given up on everything uh, by that point. But I do know what it'd be like to to go back and be your own self no matter what, and just be somebody you're really not. And, and it, James compared that to having, being unfaithful to God that we're married to him. And Paul uses that picture quite a lot is the mystery of Christ in the church being, he were married to him. And he looks at it this way uh, that James is saying, and James does say, though, this verse here, they disagree, on but I agree that it's the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, how could he lust to envy? Well, the word anyway, lust, is uh, has a, I don't know, a negative meaning to it. And I guess generally is used that way, but the word in and of itself can certainly be either way. Uh, just a great desire to, to have something and want something. And envy is... Envy, jealousy, and zealous, uh, those are uh, similar words. And I remember um, having this idea, well, God be jealous? How could he be jealous and envy? Well, he is a jealous God, and he is a consuming fire. And it's not just for the lost. Peter says, you know he's going to judge the lost, but he's going to judge us first. What do you think that's going to be? And it's in. They talk about the terror of the Lord, and here the judgment. Uh, James says, "Grudge not against each other. Be patient. Establish your hearts, because the Lord comes, or else you die and go to see him. And the Judge stands before the door. Beware, lest you're condemned." That's. Uh, there's a lot about the the judgment but anyway to to of uh, believers but God is a jealous God and probably most are aware of these verses but uh in Exodus 34:14 thou shalt worship no other god the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God and there's several places but another one is in uh Deuteronomy 4:24 for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And then one more in Deuteronomy was chapter 6. Oh, verse 5. Uh, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Uh, the great commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul and with all thy might. And then in 15, he says, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against you. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And remember, Paul talked about that in Corinthians to them about not to tempt God as, as they did. But anyway, the idea of the Spirit, in, he's jealous of us we're married to him. It's like the husband standing outside the door and the wife inside being unfaithful in the way of being married to herself in in the spiritual way and, and he's the Lord. That's I'll just go ahead and turn to that. At least I'd forget it. I don't know how I could. It's the most powerful picture uh, that uh, to me, in view of what I'm talking about, what James is talking about, what the Scripture is saying in vain, I never really finished that thought. The, he's saying to them, You're in vain. Look, look at what you're doing, lust after an enemy. You can't, but do you think the Scripture says in vain? That's why I started reading It's sort of what I don't know, what do you call it, rhetorical question? It, the obvious answer is, Of course not. You are vain. The wisdom of the w- world is vain. You're fighting, and all this is vain. You're ungodly. You're devilish. It's all in vain. But do you think the Scripture is in vain? Well, of course not. And the first thing to realize, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Spirit that dwells in us. He greatly desires, even to the point of being jealous, and I just read some of the places, out, and it's... uh, uh Paul let's see in uh, he said he used the word anyway in oh uh, uh oh in Corinthians uh, 11 eleven two I'm sorry, I I lost the place here. Uh yeah, uh, bear with me. He said, Indeed, bear with me. I am jealous over you. Talking to the church and believers about this very thing. That's, that was his doctrine and teaching. Like he told Timothy in both letters, you know my teaching. Now you stand for that. And he, in Hebrews, talking about moving on from just going over and over different teachings of doctrines but moved to what he called the teaching and his teaching was it's all about love without that you have no profit uh, uh, at least eternally speaking so anyway i am jealous over you with godly jealousy because i've espoused you to one husband exactly what we're talking about that i may present you a chaste virgin to christ but i fear at least by any means the serpent who beguiled Eve through his subtlety, that your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And he's talking about another gospel, and he means what those men of the Jewish, I guess mainly, idea that you've got to do something to go along with your belief in Christ to be saved and or certainly to please God or be right with Him. And that's like be circumcised or anything. And that's the... The one, some of my the my favorite verses are one. I it's just the word of God there again the scripture, but uh, the fact that I don't know he's he's everything and it, it, you just there's nothing avails anything except the new creature. And James uses that word over here, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, there's something else available. No, you look at the word righteous in what view of what James is telling us here. That's someone that is right with the Lord, that their heart is right, that they are continuing abiding in the love of Christ. Now, you can trust the Lord, and and yeah, if he's they are the person who they are. They, they're being the new creature. That's why... Uh, it says there's nothing that avails anything except the new creature. And there's nothing that avails in Galatians, he says, anything circumcision or not or what except faith, which works by love. The new creature is love. He is love, and we're of him. That's what James is saying here. We're born as sort of a first fruit, uh, his creatures. We should bring forth first fruits. He beget us with the word of truth. He we're saved by grace through faith. And that's a gift of God. But anyway, to to get the idea of him being jealous of us and and in Revelation the So powerful I, I he says I have something against you in the very first of the letters. Uh actually just look at it as a whole letter. The very first of it I have something against you. And he says that here, if you notice, several things in every letter. But one of them is, he that has an ear, let him hear what I'm saying to you. It's not that there are lost and they're going to hear him to salvation he's talking to believers to the church to believers if you've got an ear to actually hear it. that's what james is saying if you can look into the law of liberty of love of 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 christ and continue in that work with the wisdom from above which is true him like john said the commandment's true in him and in you, but if you're in the world, in the human nature, and dealing with that, and I, I know real well because I did it so long uh, before there again, do unto him alone wake me up, woke me up to the fact of it. And even though you've been, I don't know, studying the scripture, it just, you search the scripture, but you will not come to me, is about the way I say it to myself. But the idea in Revelation, he says, you don't love me with all your heart. You don't love me like you did first when he first married, the honeymoon. And then at the end, he's at the door knocking, saying, come back home. I'll forgive you. And uh, repent and be zealous. That word there, zealous, is like the word that we were talking about, um, jealous. Uh, Be zealous youth. Be zealous for me. Be you're jealous, you know the the. Well, I just can't do this anymore. My husband at home, and he's standing at the door. We can't make, we can't um, be unfaithful with our own self before him. The human nature, it's ungodly. And it may seem good, and for the lost person, that's all they have. For the believer, no, you have a entirely new. We're born again of incorruptible seed, and we have a new heart, a new spirit. And when we're in that spirit, we're living, producing a new soul and a new spiritual body, for that matter. But that's what Paul uh, and James, talking about the same thing, at the very end of it here, he says, the you save a soul from death, and at the very beginning he's saying able to save your souls. He's not talking about spirits. It'd be complete. It'd be meaningless for him to mean. He doesn't mean that. They never mean that. You, the Lord said. You Paul said. You can't separate yourself from me. No no creature heaven earth nothing no power you're in my hand I'm in the father's hand. It's, it's it's that way you're born again if the spirit really comes into you his spirit is in you a big if but I mean assuming that's true you're born again assuming that is eternal life to know him that is eternal life the spirit that you have that's divine that is life. In him was life. He said, "When I live in you, you will live." That's being born again. And yeah, the human nature, the cloak of that is so strong, and so it's unbelievably strong. And and uh, the same in the way of earthly marriage, different things, temptation, all that. It's just uh, a real strange comparison. How it's true because it actually is true in both counts of. Marriage on this earth with someone uh, as opposed to being married to him or as and not opposed to, but in like a parable uh put down beside that, but to err from the truth, like John said, I see my children walking in truth, your joy is full if it's not full and you're not walking in the truth, you're deceiving yourself in this one way of like the Lord said. You must die to yourself, the human nature, and I'll live in you. And when this happens, then by the power of the Spirit, even around them then, but much less in us. Now, by that power you can have and do and be, actually be the great commandment. Those verses, they mean um, to nothing is useful. Nothing is, has any power except uh, the new creature. Two places in Galatians. And almost going to be out of time, but uh, if I didn't read anything else, um, Ephesians and, and uh, Galatians, he says in in Galatians five six the verse that well, I started to say everybody knows, but the verse that a lot of people would know is uh, apparently I'm the one who doesn't know it. <laughs> um, in Christ, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. And then back in uh, the 5th chapter, that's at the end of, of Galatians, but then back in the 5th chapter in verse 6, For in Christ, or in Jesus Christ, Christ, Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision. And he puts this, But faith avails, has any strength. But faith which works by love, it, the 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 power is love. So that's what he meant. Paul exactly meant talking to the Corinthians the same thing. Nothing is profitable but for you to be in fellowship with him and have his love abiding in you. And and right here he goes on to say, um, you've been called unto liberty, and by love serve uh, serve one. Another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, thou shalt love thy neighbor as hell. But if you bite and devour each other, take uh, heed, you uh, be not consumed of each other. Walk in the Spirit, fulfill not the lust of the flesh. And um, every time I look at it, I realize I'm out of time, and uh, at the beginning, it seemed like he got all the time in the world to try to explain something. But the idea that he's jealous over us, and he's jealous. Even to envy and jealousy, like those letters, he said, I'll fight against you. Uh, I'll judge you. And we're tried by fire. And that's simply the judgment of God, which is what's in him will come through. Come unto me. I am tried in the fire. and and what's not in Him? And so you say, well, what's in Him and not in Him? You. Are you in Him? As a believer, He's in you. Let's put it that way. I'm talking to believers. But are you abiding in Him? Well, if we have no resentment, He says no darkness, no resentment, cast out all bitterness, then... I started to say technically, I don't know, but actually you are in fellowship with his love now growing in it. I'm just being, trying to be aware of that, how much that is the the idea then. But, I was so many years not even right with him in the way of not having resentment. I not only had it, I had given up the idea that he even could be uh, dealt with, as it were. It's just, well, when somebody hurt you and it was their fault and you weren't doing anything or even what God told you to do, how could you help but resent them? Well, yeah, there is a way to help it, and it's what they call dying to self. And I knew that, but how do you do that? James says here, how you do that is you ask him to do that. But you over here he says, you ask, but you don't receive. It's because of your selfishness. So I had to look at when he woke me up to it was, I looked at it and it became clear, which wisdom is clearing something up. It became clear to me, that from my own self, I was drawn away into this idea that that's I couldn't help it, and I just couldn't do it, done faithful servant. I just couldn't do it. It was too hard. You asked too much, and I really sort of drifted off and went to sleep in that idea, and that uh, you know. Uh, but uh, it, no, it, it's uh, possible. I, I I do believe that it's a choice. He knows what we'll do. I understand that, uh, but still it's like predestination that's even the word scares some people but i was talking to a young younger uh, believer about it uh, the other day about it and you know i struggled i remember struggling with it why predestined that's not fair and uh, or something but anyway i was talking to him and but he knows the scripture romans 9 is the cl- uh, most clear place that paul talks about it but the idea of it anyway I said think of it this way God is all-knowing well yeah uh, and uh, so he's all-knowing yeah so you could present any human being to him now we don't know this this that changes our whole uh, perspective of it of, of who knows and who who's his and who but in his mind could you present any human being to him then say uh, will he believe in you or will he not believe in you well, to me, he's all-knowing, so he would have to know whether he will or not. Instead of, like, would be the way they put it would be, well, he doesn't know. He'll have to wait to see whether you're going to believe or not. Now, that's a, a a common way to look at it. I do not, I, I don't understand it that way at all. In Scripture, it's just not that way. He said to Peter, you're blessed because my Father has shown you this truth of who I am. And I don't know, that, that's a whole different thing. But I ask him to think about it that way is, well, and he said, yeah, he's all-knowing, he would know. And most people ask him that question, like James is asking a question, do you think? But the obvious answer is, in this case, yes. He does know. If he doesn't know, he's not all-knowing. And just because he knows what a person will do, that doesn't mean he makes them do that. He knows what they will do. As a believer, uh, that's what I'm concerned with here and the Scripture is concerned with, is he knows what will he said. Like Abraham, I knew what he would do, but he still tested him in offering Isaac. And so he, like James starts out here, counted all joy in all these testings and problems with people, I think, entirely is what he's talking about. And and, uh, then what you'll do it one or two ways, human nature or the divine nature. And the divine nature is like, uh, I said, for so long, as the unfaithful servant is, it's too hard. I just cover it up. I can't do it. And yet, though it can be done, and James is saying that you can do it, but you have to want it with all your mind and heart, not be double-minded. And simply put, double-minded is like he says, lay apart all evilness and receive him that's able the new creature that's able to save yourself. I was just talking to a person, this be a good place to end. And uh, and that knows God, the Lord and is a believer and um, that I knew when I was all those years in radio, Christian radio. But uh, anyway, the end of the conversation was I encouraged him, be who you are, be who you are. And and that's what this is all about and to be doers of the word, to be faithful to him and resist the devil resist the devilish nature that we all have this so strong and, and and die to that and want it with your whole heart where you're willing to give up the right to resent anybody, no matter even if they are wrong. All right. I used to base it on that. Well, you know, it's not my fault. And so it's not, for me, resentment's not wrong. I knew that was like an echo off a mountain, you know. I mean, I thought, yeah, <laughs> it's like, is it isn't wrong for me. I mean, that's the classic. Um, Just, I don't know. There is no respecter of persons with God. But submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist this nature, and it will flee from you. Draw to God. Humble yourself. Purify your hearts. Be who you really are. Humble yourself, and He shall lift you up. Thank you for listening to this program.